Friendshipping is proud to be part of the Chicago Podcast Cooperative. Get five hilarious party games in the Jackbox Party Pack from the creators of You Don't Know Jack. Now on Xbox One, PS3, PS4, Steam, and more. Go to jackboxgames.com for more info. I feel like that ad should be changed to from the creators of Quiplash because that game is so good. I fucking love Quiplash. It's so good. I'm Jen. And I'm Trin. This, this is Friendshipping. And this week's theme is peer pressure. Wait, we've done a peer pressure. Th- no. Mm-mm. Oh. Mm-mm. I won't pressure you into believing otherwise. <laughs> Friendship between humans has many benefits, but sometimes there is drama and you want to call it quits. Don't write nasty subtweets or punch them in the tits. View friendship at the problem. Trent, do the thing. What's the thing? Explain what we're talking about. Oh, yeah. So this week we're talking about peer pressure. So we're talking about friends who are pressuring you into doing things that maybe you don't want to do. Maybe you're not into them. Well said. <laughs> <laughs> Should I dive in? Yeah, let's just 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 uh, cannonball right into this right. pool of emotions. <laughs> I have a friend who, whenever we get together, badgers me about not having a boyfriend. What a dick! She is constantly asking why I don't try online dating or trying to set me up with people. I'm not interested in dating or looking for a relationship. How can I tell her to back off without jeopardizing the friendship? This is such bullshit. I. When I read this, I went, nah uh We like to keep our answers in an empathetic place to both parties. So let's go into this keeping in mind the friend is coming from a place of love. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I know, I know. But, but they see having a romantic partner as a source of their own happiness, perhaps. Mm-hmm. And, and they are so self-centered that they think that the way that they are made happy is the only way for people to achieve happiness. Uh, and that I think that's a big part of being raised in a society that has like romantic comedies and fairy tales and all of these different things that kind of steep you in the idea that happiness is found in the heterosexual marriage. Right. Many, many people think relationships and marriage are the ultimate success, the ultimate source of happiness, like the end point of adult life. And that being anything but married is strange and that you must be unhappy. Yeah. So even though this is wrong... And self-centered, <laughs> it does come from a place of twisted, twisted love. Yeah, twisted love. I want to examine why this person, why else this person would be asking this question, especially so often. Because your relationship status, no matter what it is, does not matter. It nope. does not matter in a friendship. Nope. It doesn't matter. Nope. It's just not a factor because you are a whole and complete and awesome person no matter what your relationship status is. And when I first read this, first I got angry. And then I was like, okay, maybe maybe this friend asks so much because that's how they talk to people. Maybe this is like a gossipy, fun subject that interests them. But then I reread it again, and you use the word badger. This friend is badgering you about your relationship status, and that is just not cool. Our answer would be extremely different if you were lonesome. And maybe uh, sometimes you would vent to your friend about how you wished you had somebody to come home to every night or something like that, which is an absolutely valid thing to want. But if you don't want that, and that's not how you talk to your friend, and that's not one of the things that you want to have in your life or achieve, then this is silly. Yeah, you could even want companionship, but you could also at the same time not want your friend to get involved. Yeah, absolutely. There's just a lot of grossness going on here. I'm unhappy with this. (laughs) So am I. My advice rests in how you respond to this. 
So this year, I've been learning more about press and PR and how to give interviews. And the biggest takeaway I've learned is that you do not need to answer the question you are being asked. You can give a different response that does not answer the question. Yeah, just Trump it. Exactly. Donald Trump it. You can answer the question you wish you were asked. Politicians do this every day, all the time, and it's pretty gross. Yeah. But you are not running for public office. You are someone whose personal life is being prodded into. And for that reason, it is totally okay not to answer this question. Like at all. You do not need to answer this question. Channel the tiny hands. <laughs> and don't answer the question. This is the only time, in the only instance, I would tell you to act like Donald Trump. In the whole world. Yeah. Actually, I even feel gross just saying that. I know. I want to link everybody to what we're talking about because there's this Washington uh, Post uh, editorial where Donald Trump is just fucking not answering questions. Yeah. And he talks a lot. Talks for paragraphs and paragraphs of not answering the question. And that I would not do. I think you can keep this your response very short and you don't need to explain. When you are asked a yes or no question like, so do you have a boyfriend yet? You do not need to answer with a yes or no response. You can say why do you ask? Or that's a strange question. Or you ask me that a lot. I'm not sure why you would ask me this so often. Yeah. When you ask me that, it makes me feel weird. Yeah. I like uh, actually stating that this is a problem because this is, it makes me feel strange. Yeah, totally. And an awkward silence might follow. It might be awkward. It probably will be. But try to be okay with this awkwardness because you are not doing anything wrong. You have not caused this weirdness. The truth is your friend has. Practice speaking up. You know, you're not doing anything wrong by not having any relationship status. Like, just practice talking about being happy and, like, your single life. Maybe make it super clear to your friend that your life is whole and, and has, uh, you know, many facets to it and that you have happiness without a partner. I don't think that you are not talking about your life enough. I don't think that's the problem, <laughs> but if it is, try that out. But I really think that the issue is that your friend isn't listening to you saying, I am happy, this is the life that I want. It's just so strange that this friend is focusing on this so much. This kind of strikes me as a friendship red flag. We didn't hear in your, in your question a lot of other amazing things about your friend, but I assume they must be real. They, those must exist, right? Right. There's a reason why, why you put up with this stuff and why you're asking for a solution to this problem rather than I think that this sucks and I want to to get out of here. Um, But I mean, it doesn't seem like you're venting to your friend about your fears of being alone or something. It just seems like your friend is being a a jerk in this situation. Um, And I think it's pretty clear cut that you can say this makes me uncomfortable and I don't want it anymore. Come at this with a, from a place of empathy, of knowing that your friend does want you to feel loved and feel happy and feel whole. It's just that they can't see past their own friggin' nose, and they think that the things that make them happy will make you happy. Practice speaking up. Know that you are not doing anything wrong by sticking up for yourself or whatever your relationship status is. And tell your friend to back off. <laughs> yeah, I just, I love the... That's a strange question. Like the thing you said earlier, that's a strange question. It is. What an odd thing to say. Yeah. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It is a weird thing to say. It is a weird thing to say repeatedly. Yes. Especially when like you've probably made clear like, eh, maybe no. Yeah. If you've been practicing the soft no on your friend, now it is the time to give them the hard no. Yeah. You owe yourself that because this sucks and I'm sorry. You are not a bad person. Your aggravation at your friend is entirely valid, but also they've been steeped in a patriarchal culture that uh, unfairly weighs the importance of heterosexual relationships and lives. 
they're not a bad person, but they're doing an annoying thing. And it's aggravating, but it's something you guys can probably work out if you're super clear on the fact that you're happy and this is not what you want. Yeah, totally. Next question. Next question. My best friend continually tells me to go to therapy. I don't honestly know that it's for me, and I feel like she thinks I'm crazy. I'm not suicidal or something. I think my problems are actually pretty normal, and I don't think I need a professional to sort me out. I feel a range of things about her persistence, but mostly I feel like she thinks my problems are a burden to her, and she's just trying to hand me off to someone else. What do I do? Mm. This is so complex. It is. Because your friend has a different perspective on your issues and your mental state than you do. And part of that is informed by the way that you talk about your problems and your mental state. Um, And part of that is the fact that she is not feeling your problems. She doesn't know how seriously you take your problems. But at the same time, your friend knows you better than a lot of people. You said your best friend. Um, So it, it is important to take her views seriously on the things that you tell her. You said your problems are normal, and I'm glad you recognize that having problems doesn't make you abnormal. Uh, that said, even normal life problems, quote unquote normal, is are hard. Yeah, It's hard. Being a living human being is not easy. Getting through life every freaking day is hard. Some people don't think it's that hard. I personally think it's very difficult. <laughs> Lots of people have issues with like their mom or their dad. Like It's like a joke, like mom issues, dad issues, whatever. It gets common. You know, but it's not not a problem just because a lot of people have it. Yeah, good point. Just because it's normal doesn't mean it's okay to live that way. Right, right. Like you may be just saying to yourself, like, I can get up in the morning. I can go to work. Like I don't drink myself to sleep at night. Like I'm fine. But this is the thing. The fact that you have a functioning day-to-day life, it doesn't negate the seriousness of any problems you may have. The fact that other people might have it worse It doesn't mean that your issues aren't worth solving. You don't have to wait until you're lying on the floor crying before you decide to get help. And it's true. She may think that your issues are beyond her emotional skill level, but that doesn't say anything bad about you. It doesn't say that, like, you're quote-unquote crazy, which I think is a really loaded term. Being a burden is way different than needing professional help. Like, if you borrow your friend's drain snake because your shower is all clogged. Gross. It is, which I did. (laughs) The reason why I have this example is because my shower is real gross right now. Uh, But if you used the drain snake, if you used the drain snake and your shower is still clogged up with hair, your friend will recommend that you go to a plumber. She recognizes that your pipes are just fucked. So you need a professional. So you need a professional. It might be weird to think of this, but your friend is probably offering therapy as an act of love. Yeah. It's, it's true. And you might think that only crazy people go to therapy. And I'm saying that because you use the word crazy and that can be a misleading word. But that's just not true. That's like saying people with, with limbs broken in multiple places should go to the doctor. And that's it. Yeah. Yeah. If you have like gangrene, you can't go because <laughs> it's not serious enough. You can still walk. Yeah. Like, you're fine. You're fine. Walk it off. Walk it off. Oh, God. Just r- tape it up and walk it off. Oh, gosh. It's so Don't bad. walk it off. Don't walk off your mental health. Right, right. But, I mean, and having said all that, you don't have to go to therapy. Nope. Like, you don't have to go. You don't have to do it. Like, it's not something we would ever try to convince you of if you don't think it's right for you you know there are plenty of super valid reasons that you wouldn't want to go to therapy and it's not like a miracle cure either 
it's uh, like maintenance yes it's like kind of it's an investment and it's work it's not like you go to therapy for three weeks and you're like there it is right sorted out my entire childhood it's it's not like that but your friend probably knows that right i mean it's but it's very important to take seriously that someone who is super close to you who you talk to about your problems clearly she has a, a, a at least a, a grasp on, on what's going on with you she feels like you would benefit from taking better care of yourself um so even if she was suggesting something else like you know how you know that that common thing where people with depression uh will go to their friends and their friends will be like oh why don't you try yoga (laughs) are you getting enough water oh man i you know exercise go to the gym yeah just try running yeah take a morning brisk walk a morning brisk walks just they changed my life i've been getting more fiber and (laughs) yeah like like those things actually like they're legitimately helpful for some people, which right. is why people recommend exactly. it. Exactly. Very annoying for pe- people with depression. Yes. To hear these things. When I was marred in depression for three years, hearing shit like that was like laughable. Right. I would be like, you're right. If I eat more broccoli, <laughs> this I'll get out of bed in the morning. Definitely. Because right. I'll have to poop. That's why. <laughs> but like taking better care of yourself and, and being healthy, um, these are things that you can do to try to help yourself feel better these are things that are genuinely like beneficial that you can try you don't have to go to therapy you can do other stuff like the point here is if you don't think therapy is going to work for you like other stuff can absolutely it's not like the it's not like you have to do this one thing to feel better but it is an option right i hope right therapy isn't always accessible or affordable Mm -hmm. and for lots of reasons you might not want to go to therapy but Maybe explore it as an option if you want. We are trusting your friend to know that you have problems that are worth solving. But we are also trusting you to know what is best for you to do. Absolutely. No one knows your brain better than you. Right. It's really awful when people intervene in your own brain. Yes. Or when people, like, I don't know, try to understand your reality. But you you know your reality in your own brain and your, your own mind and body better than anyone else. Yeah. So let's go back to the question and kind of take it piece by piece. So your best friend continually tells you to go to therapy. So she, you didn't use the word badger. You didn't say, like, she's being a jerk. But you said, I honestly don't know if it's for me. And there are plenty of valid reasons why that might be. Maybe your mom was a therapist and you're just so tired of that language. You know, maybe having a one-on-one conversation with somebody is super uncomfortable for you. Like, maybe there's all these, like, societal hang-ups and stigmas on mental health that, like, it, you just can't do it. That is fine. Yeah, You wrote the phrase, I don't honestly know if it's for me. And that is fine. Mm -hmm. That can be the end of the sentence for you. You can literally say that and never explain to another person why. Like, that is valid and fine. And however you choose to take care of yourself is acceptable. But you said, I feel like my friend thinks I'm crazy. And that's another issue. (laughs) That is another issue. Yeah. You know, because your friend has been, uh, you know, because your friend has been listening to your problems. Your friend has been there for you, and they clearly think that the issues that you're having are beyond them. So even if it's not therapy, like, let's pretend that she's not saying therapy. She's saying, please take care of you for me. I care about you. You're special to me, and I need you to do something to help yourself feel better. Yes, she's not saying you're a hopeless case, and I can't do this anymore. I don't think she's passing you off. I think she's trying to open a door for you. So so for you... I would say try to think about taking care of yourself with a more open mind, even if therapy isn't the thing you're going to do. But having said all of this, I don't know that pressuring your friends into going to therapy is a great idea. 
that's not really a great friendship move. Right. Like, it's, uh, it's, it pr- I know it comes from a place of love, but it can get really, really tricky and difficult very quickly. Yeah. And especially because um, in this specific case, the, the friend is not suicidal, you know, yes. which is a completely different issue. Absolutely. That's a different answer and a different question. But I, I understand wanting to suggest therapy, which is something that I've done. You know. Oh, me too. I often suggest it. But I've, I've learned to navigate this because I've messed this up before. I've learned to navigate it very carefully. So it's important to say things like, have you considered giving therapy a try? As opposed to saying things like, you should go to therapy. You yeah. need a therapist. Get your head checked. Yeah. <laughs> What's the matter with you? <laughs> and if therapy has worked for you, you can explain how with the understanding that your friend might not have any similar experience right. with their therapist. I'm all for making the conversation of going to therapy and like psychiatric drugs and whatever you do to take care of yourself, self-care. I I like the idea of making that a normal part of conversation, Um, something that's not shameful, something that you can recommend to your friends. But at the same time, if you're making your friend uncomfortable, you need to lay off. You need to lay off. It's kind of a the ball is in their court situation. Like maybe you say something like therapy worked for me. If you ever have any questions about that. Or if you ever want to need help finding a therapist, you can ask me. And then back off. I think it's interesting that we're making the assumption that the pressuring friend is has gone to therapy. Yeah, that's a good point. I think I think I'm biased because I have been to therapy. Me too. And so <laughs> yeah. have you. So like we're kind of adopting that role. But that's true. There's no evidence here that the friend has even yeah. gone to therapy. Yeah. If your friend hasn't gone to therapy and is like, you should go to therapy. That's kind of weird. That would be weird. That'd be super that's weird. That's coming from a pretty condescending place. Maybe yeah. you should go to therapy. Yeah, maybe you should figure out why you've got this <laughs> superiority complex. <laughs> I, I, I think it's safe to assume that they're, that the friend, pressuring friend, has experienced therapy, though. I would think so. Because how could you give that advice? Yeah. It if was, your friend hasn't gone to therapy, you tell them to go soak their head. i i cannot imagine telling someone like oh you should go go see a cardiologist i mean i've never had this issue at all but definitely (laughs) a cardiologist it's like that would be weird yeah that would be super strange okay well how how do we want to conclude this so i was hoping i could read this paragraph from captainawkward.com i would love it if you would do that okay and i love this website so much because it offers a range of options which is what trin and i try to do as well Okay, so here's the here's making a case for therapy. I think every adult could benefit from a look under the emotional hood at some point in their lives. Learning better communication skills, how to be emotionally resilient, how to be honest and fearless in following your dreams, how to deal with grief, loss, failure. Not everyone learns that stuff as a kid. And often people assume that because you're intelligent, you already know how to interact with other people and take care of your own emotions. If that goes on for too long, you don't know how to ask the right questions because you're so invested in being the smart person who already knows stuff. Here's what therapy doesn't do. Fix you and make you a better person. Here's what therapy can do. Help you readjust your coping strategies so that your past doesn't swallow your present and your future. And if you feel like that's something that would help you out, let's fucking do it. Yes. I love that it says here's what therapy can do. Yes. Not here's what therapy will definitely do for you. Mm-hmm. It's not a commercial for therapy. It's offering the best case scenario, which may work for you. It might not. There are a lot of amazing people in my life who have their shit together, who have battled, uh, you know, who've suffered through depression, who have never seen a therapist. Yes. And they and they've found other ways. Right. If you're going into therapy with the like begrudgingly, mm, that's yeah. not going to work out. If you're going into therapy with an open mind and you're ready to work, 
then then that's that's a better situation. So if your friend is pushing you into therapy and you're not convinced that this is going to work out for you, it's not helpful. Yeah. If you're going to therapy because your friend put pressure on you to be there. Yeah. Ouch. So I guess concluding, take seriously that your friend wants you to take better care of yourself. That is that is extremely important that somebody very close to you is saying you could use a little more self-care in your life. And if it's not therapy that works for you, then then fine. You know, there are plenty of other things uh, and other ways to take care of yourself. Uh, and to the people who are pressuring their friends into going into therapy, somebody who's begrudgingly doing this isn't going to make the kind of progress that they're hoping for. It's just not going to work. It's like going to college and not really giving a shit about your English major, so you drink the whole time. <laughs> Not personal experience. I am Hermione Granger. Me too. <laughs> I guess that's the end of the episode. If you want to ask us questions about friendship or about therapy or about life and everything like that, mostly friendship, please ask <laughs> us. Ask.fm slash Jen and Trin. The Jen has two N's and the Trin has one N. And the extra N in Jen stands for... Nugget. Nugget. <laughs> <laughs> we answered Nugget because we uh, we were at a C2E2 panel this past weekend, which is a convention in Chicago, and we took friendship questions, which was really great. And this one uh, young lady had a question about a cat, and the cat's name was Nugget. It made us very happy. Yep. Mm. Shout out to Nugget. Shout outs to Nug. <laughs> Pour one out for Nug. Nug isn't dead. Um <laughs> Oh, also, we'll, we're actually going to start streaming tomorrow. So 4 p.m. Central Standard Time in the United States of America. We will be uh, streaming. Oh, God, we're going to be streaming Mass Effect. Yeah. Citadel. This is going to be emotional. I'm going to cry. Me too, probably. We're going to both have a bottle of wine. And we're going to have emotions. And we're going to talk about friendship. So tune in and subscribe, I guess, uh, at twitch.tv slash friendshipping. Yay. Do the thing. Do the thing. All right. We will talk to you next week. Goodbye. New friendship. Time.